I'm deeply sorry, Mr. Bryan. It's all right, Doctor. I already knew. You have at least nine months left. Perhaps as much as 18. The first doctor gave me from one to two years. I hope he's right. What are you going to do? Well, I have no family. I haven't taken a day off since law school. Guess I'll try to squeeze 30 years of living into one or two. You didn't hopeless, Mr. Bryan. Research is being done and you'll be in good health until the last few weeks. So always let us know where you are. one already knows I care. I proposed to her when she was six. Here, you take my bags to the Bristol. This time be careful. She might accept. Has anyone mentioned lately Mrs. Smallworth? Irene, it's Paul Bryant. I made a mistake. I don't know you. Well, if you change your mind, I'm at the Bristol Kempinski.
Well, I guess human nature hates to lose a fight. So we'll go on fighting and mending. Take me home. Watching a good love go back. Eileen. Is it now? I'm sorry about this afternoon. I want to apologize. Well, there's a lot of amnesia going around. Are you alone there? I'm alone here. I hear you got married. Yes, I did. My husband died a few months ago. Paul, would you mind my being a little foolish for a moment and ask you a foolish question? What is it, Eileen? What can I do? Where were you about midnight, October 15th, 1950? I was in a parked car with a little blonde named Eileen Hunsley. You were saying goodbye. Because I left for Korea the next day. Look, I know it's late. But I'm a little upset and alone. Would you buy me a drink? I haven't spoken more than ten words to a human being in over a month. The word late is not in my vocabulary. Where are you? Meet me at the uh, northwest corner of Kellenstrauss and Avenue Curse. Well, I'll call a cab and pick you up. Where are you? I'll meet you at that corner in ten minutes. Thank you, Paul. Obviously, nothing happens in trees, you. Now, you don't tell an old friend you're having trouble in your life and then try to make small talk. It's not small talk. Well, I really must know, what are you doing in Berlin alone? I'm giving myself a year or two to... I don't know. Expand my soul. See if I can live a year or two without repeating myself. I don't know what I'm after yet. I only started a couple of weeks ago. And I'm alone. Because I'm alone. You're not married yet? Not yet. What's wrong, Eileen? Why did you pretend you didn't know me? Why wouldn't you tell me where you live? Paul, it would be very generous of you not to make me answer those questions. And I wouldn't have to lie. You used to be very generous. You once gave me your favorite jackknife. <laughs> and a couple of hamsters I greatly prized, I remember. And my fraternity pin. Well, I wasn't going to mention anything that intimate. All right. No question. But I am alone. And I never plan ahead more than one day at a time. So if I can help you. You can't. But thank you. Just so good to talk to someone who wants nothing from me. Except maybe just to help me a little. 
Thank you. I do want to dance. Go back in time to that parked car? Maybe uh, they know how to play I Remember April. That would be too much. We didn't know how young we were, did we? You didn't know whether to go to college or get married or become a tree surgeon. <laughs> Remember how crazy you were about trees? Only too well. Everything was ahead then, wasn't it? Everything was clean. Paul. His name is Paul Bryan. Radioed his passport information to Washington. Nothing in his luggage of any interest. He could be just what he seems. That'd be nice for a change, wouldn't it? I wish they'd sit down. You can come back and pay for the drinks tomorrow if you like. Now, you used to be the honest one. Wouldn't even cut classes. Well, we do grow up. Taxi! Taxi! What time is it? I don't know. Threw all my watches away. It's been daylight for a couple of hours now. Hmm. It's the first deep sleep I've had in months. I felt protected, thank you. You're welcome. You think it's nothing, real sleep without pills? I never allow myself to keep more than one or two schlafpillen in the house. For fear some night, the fear and the disgust. The disgust would make me take 20 or 30. Can I help, Eileen? I mean, really help. Not just be sort of a <laughs> horse-drawn sandman. Where are we? Where you wanted to be, remember? the bombings of Berlin, the fire and the terror, and yet, yet people fed them. Amid all that misery, people fed two swans. So they trust the future they've reproduced plus one. I really envy their trust. I'm being followed by the intelligence services of three countries, maybe four. They know everything about me. Everything. And sometimes the weight of their eyes on me 
The weight of their listening devices, their terrible cold minds, nearly brings me down to my knees. I, I nearly buckle on the street. When I can't bear any more, I come here. I know they haven't found this place, this little patch of privacy. You know, it's strange. You come to Berlin, and the mystery woman you find is your... your childhood sweetheart, the girl next door. And maybe that's the final thing to say about the world. The girl next door is a spy. Are you saying you're a spy? <laughs> no. But I was married to a British agent. A rather gentle man. Who knew all about how to kill. And when I found that out, his gentleness began to seem as false as all his passports and his cover names. You know, maybe they dug you up out of my past and sent you over here. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God, I've got to trust somebody. Just one human being. There has to be someone left who can say no. I can say no. A few weeks ago, I started saying no to people and things I used to say yes to automatically. And you know why? So I could say yes to the things that are really important. So, if you're looking for a slightly eccentric but dependable type guy, you found him. What made you so suddenly incorruptible in a world that doesn't approve of incorruptible people? I didn't say I was incorruptible. Just uncoerced. That's frowned on also. How did you manage it? By accident. See, I was being watched too. I was a success. After Korea, law school, hard work, and a partnership in the San Francisco law firm, more hard work, state commission, and offered a run for attorney general. Then something happened. Small personal thing. But it was like a hand erasing all the equations and writing new ones. Much simpler, much truer, but all different. Something happened, what? I asked you first. No, no, please tell me. Why are you being watched? Why can't you get help from our own embassy? Because one of the intelligence services watching me is our own. Why are they doing that? I wish I could tell you, but I can't. Well, then we both have a secret. A hundred years. I wonder if they mind very much. Don't be alarmed, Mr. Bryan. I'm on your side. My name is Alan. I work for what we call the Liaison Group, U.S. Intelligence. So that gives you the right to come busting into my room? The security of your country does. And the peculiar nature of our undercover operation in this part of the world. 
identification? The American Embassy can identify me if that becomes necessary. I hope it won't. The fewer official contacts, the better. I'm supposed to be an electronics manufacturer. You were uh, born in Almeria, California, of Ida M. and Harold M. Bryan, now deceased. No brothers or sisters. You flew jets in Korea eight months, ten days. You were a good fighter pilot, Air Medal, Purple Heart, DFC. Okay. This girl, woman, Eileen Henderson, is the widow of a British intelligence agent named George Henderson, a good man who worked closely with us, assigned to us for a while. Did you follow us last night? First, let me go on. He died this March in a sailing accident on Lake Lucerne. Lucerne? Well, that's in Switzerland. What's she doing in Berlin? That's the big question, Mr. Bryan. What is she doing here? The reasons she's given are not convincing. Beyond that, she refuses to discuss it with anybody, even old friends of hers and of her late husband's, whose body has not been found. A couple of months after the boat accident, she applied for a visa to visit Czechoslovakia. Of course, we had to have it denied. Six weeks ago, she turned up here, and here she stays, doing what? We don't know. Now, you think the sailing accident could have been a phony? The safe, prudent thing for us to do is to assume that all elements known to George Henderson are now blown, and all information developed by him no longer effective. But that would mean throwing away years, literally years, of difficult, expensive, dangerous work. And this whole thing could be a neat gambit. The opposition taking advantage of the fact that a dead agent's body hasn't been recovered. Mr. Bryan, when you and Mrs. Henderson gave us the slip last night, where did you go? Every now and then she evades us. It's not too hard to do. Where did she go? That has nothing to do with your problem. How do you know? A message dropped on the ground. A signal. Mr. Bryan, we need your cooperation. Let's start with that one question. Where'd she take you last night? That's what we start with. Well, what do we end with? One step at a time. Last night. She asked me not to tell anyone. I told her I wouldn't. I represent your country. Your country needs your help. Oh, 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 not this time. From your Air Force 201 file, I gathered you had a more than average love of country. I love my country because it guarantees me the right to say no at a time like this. Which happens to be a time of critical danger. In your opinion, not mine. You see, lately, I've been taking a long view of history. In a couple of hundred years, it'll all even out. Maybe you can afford to take the long view, Mr. Bryan. The rest of us can't. What do you mean by that? That I understand. If I were in your position, I'd probably rise above all this, too. But that wouldn't make it right. I'm sorry. You mean the report you got on me included? The medical information, yes. <laughs> become the day of the dossier, hasn't it? It can't be helped. I wish it could. Everything is excused in the name of necessity. Maybe you need to look at it. At what? Necessity, Mr. Bryan. I'll be back to pick you up at 6 o'clock.
first time in history a nation has put up a wall to keep its people in. Well, you have boys that enjoy this kind of work. Why don't you use them? We tried. Two of our best. But she wouldn't buy. Or she was tipped off. We don't know. She's known you all her life. She trusts you. That's exactly why I can't help you. She trusts you. That means you could get the answer. Why is she here? Have the boys across the wall scared her? Or made her believe they've got her husband over there? Or did he defect? She'll tell you, and we have got to know. If we don't get the answer by the 15th, that's the deadline. We have to assume that George Henderson is not dead, and we scratch 10 agents, information that costs millions of dollars, priceless time, and a few dozen lives. Can't you get the answer out of her? Question her. Make her understand how important it is. We've tried to the absolute limit of our laws and the restrictions they put on us. Restrictions the opposition doesn't have to live with. I knew you'd help because it's right, even in that long view of yours. Time, as you lawyers say, is of the essence. Bitte? Hi, Eileen, how are you? The gate is by Ihnen heute. <laughs> gate is gate, danke. I thought you were going to call me this afternoon. Well, I ran into an old friend and I got tied up. But from now on, while I'm in Berlin, I want to spend every minute with you. Can I meet you on that same mysterious corner? You bet your sweet life. Beach. 
I think that's where they played last. <laughs> oh, I wish we were back in California. Not as kids, but just the way we are right now. Wish granted. When do we leave? Tomorrow? Or better yet, why don't you come with me to Pamplona? That's my next stop, and uh, it's much closer than Almeria, California. Now you know I can't. I don't know. Now, when I asked you yesterday why you had to stay in Berlin, you didn't answer. All right. But it does sort of make a hole in a natural conversation, not knowing whether you're a big wheel in a secret war or a refugee. Well, think of me as one of those foolish, happy suburban matrons hurrying in and out of parking lots back in the States, huh? Why do you think they're foolish? Because they're happy? Because they feel safe. And as my husband used to say, to feel safe in a world that's held together by lies and cunning and barbed wire is either madness or stupidity. Oh, well, maybe the smart people are the ones who pretend and go on with their lives. I tried that after Georgetown. I must admit I was managing quite well. What happened, Eileen? Tell me. You can trust me. What are you doing here? Does it have something to do with your husband? Maybe I should tell you about it. Tell me. Perhaps I would keep my sanity if I had someone to help me. I know I can trust you. I can't talk here. want anything from the bar? A uh, little uh, branch water, uh, schnapps, uh, truth syrup. Uh, would you bring me another glass of water, please? This one has a microphone in it. Don't worry about it. He's working for us. Well, now I think we're alone. I'm going to damage the image you have of me a little. You see, Paul, I'm a coward. I didn't know that about myself until a few months ago. I'm a coward who was married to a hard, cold, brave man. Henderson, out that door. 
Exactly as I was told, exactly. I must admit I was managing quite well. Then what happened, Eileen? Tell me. You can trust me. What are you doing here? Does it have something to do with your husband? You were about to tell him this man, Paul Bryant, were you not? He's an old friend, an old, old trusted friend. We were born in the same town. The instructions were very clear and clearly agreed upon. You would explain your presence in Berlin as instructed and refuse any further statement on the subject. Is that not true? Yes, I've done exactly what I was told. The poor Brian isn't... Look, he's a childhood friend. Can't you understand that? Your childhood friend is working for American intelligence. No, that's not... That's not true. You know a former associate of your husband's. You know Michael Allen. He is the head of the American apparatus in Berlin. I know him. Who is it he is seen with in this picture? Well, I recognize Allen, but I don't recognize the man with him. If this is supposed to be Paul Bryan, I don't recognize him. It is Paul Bryan. What I wish to know is this. Do you understand that you are not supposed to make an exception of him? Or of anyone? Yes, I won't tell him. But I'm sure he doesn't know Michael Allen. You have been doing well. Very well. And you have only a few more weeks. Please continue to do well. Two eight eight seven one, please. Hello. Paul, it's Eileen. Eileen, where are you? Are you all right? I'm all right. I'm in the phone booth. You never told me you knew Michael Allen. Eileen, where are you? What happened? You didn't answer my question. Where did you meet him? Eileen, where are you? I'll tell you all about it when I see you. Tell me where you are. You disgust me. Listen, 
Wiretappers. Tell Alan to call me right away. Tell him it's urgent. Do it now. You are an American? Yes. You want sleeping pills? Yes. You do have a prescription, haven't you? Oh, no, I don't. You see, I'm a tourist and I haven't been sleeping well and I'm so far away from my own doctor, I thought... I'm awfully sorry, Fräulein, but uh, I cannot. 50 marks. I am sorry. Paul? I told him to have you call me. I was close by. What is it? Could you trace that call? Have they found her? She wasn't on long enough for a trace. We haven't found her. What do you want to see me about? I think she may try to kill herself. What makes you think that? A word she used. Disgust. She used it once before when she told me she thought of killing herself. That's something I never thought of. She said she only kept one or two sleeping pills in her apartment at one time. For fear she'd take them all one night. It's my fear, fear, I'm fear, fear. The last thing we want is for... Doctor, the last thing we want is for her to do a thing like that with the question unanswered. After she answers it, it's all right then? Not exactly what I meant. This is Alan. Check druggist. Mrs. Henderson may be trying to buy sleeping pills. It's an A4 now. Does it seem reasonable now why I wanted no part of your job? Shall we all give up? Tell the other side our rules won't let us play their way, so the world's all theirs? If we're gonna end up no different from them, why not? Sure, if we end up no different from them, why not? I don't think we will. You see, I hate this job, too. Mike. Sometimes I develop quite a load of free-floating hostilities. You seemed a pretty good target for it. Will you accept my apology? If you'll accept one. I had no right to mention the medical information on you. It wasn't necessary. Forget about it. A couple of clinics are working on the problem, and one of them assures me that they'll have it whipped in five or ten years. Now, with a ray of sunshine like that, I can make myself think I'm immortal, like everybody else does.
angles would have been better. Don't come any closer. What do you want? To keep you alive. It's too late for that, Paul. You have already killed me. You see, finally, with you, the lies went up over my head and drowned me. You didn't do it all alone. You were just the last, the cruelest, the one who finally made me face that the world is exactly what my husband said it was. So why don't you just go away and let me do this last one thing in privacy? Sorry. If you come any closer, I'm going to shoot you. Now, I intend to do exactly what I came here to do. Those others, they may be excused, but you, now you, you lied to me, Paul. And that is loathsome and cannot be forgiven. When I met you on the street, that wasn't a lie. But when we came here together, that wasn't a lie. And when I asked you if I could help you... How do they take the souls out of people? No one took mine. I don't work for them. I don't work for anyone. Don't you dare come any closer. I can't let you use that gun on yourself. You'll have to use it on me first. Nothing solved. Yes, it is. No. I told you the truth. No. They brought you here. You used me. You used us. What we once were. When did the world end, Paul? It hasn't ended, Eileen. <laughs> I didn't come here to do this to you. I didn't even know you were here. Alan came to me because he'd seen us together. He asked me to help. I said no. I swear to you. I said no. But he wanted such a little thing. Was your husband still alive? I promised to find out that much. Forgive me for that if you can. How do you expect me to believe you? You come to Berlin, you're so conveniently alone, and then you just happen to find me? I had a reason for being here. And alone. What reason?
Remember? Right here at this lake. I told you we both had a secret. Well, uh... I uh, went to a doctor a few weeks ago for a routine checkup. And I learned I had a year, or at the most, two to live. I'm not sick or in pain. So I've been traveling a lot, and Berlin was just one of my stops. Nobody brought me here. Eileen, what we've been, what we've shared, that could never be for sale. And since there's no proof in this world you've been living in, you've got to believe it. All it is true. I wish it weren't. Please forgive me. We'll forgive each other. There's no hope. Oh, we all live on hope. And I'm an optimist. Like one of the doctors I went to, he said the odds were good that they'd find a cure before my time was up. At least a thousand to one. <laughs> That's better than a sweepstakes ticket. Come on. Let's get a bottle of wine. I know a great restaurant. All the old world traditions. Uh, candlelight, violins, microphones and a Wiener schnitzel. You smile. Now you got about 6,000 of those left. Don't you ever forget that. If you'd let me, I'd, I'd like to tell you what happened, why I was brought here. Oh, no, no, no. Don't tell me. I resigned that job. No, please. I do need you to help me. All right. After my husband was drowned, and I am sure that he's dead, a man came and told me that George was in Czechoslovakia. When I asked him for proof, he gave it, but I could see it was false. They were lying. They wanted British and American intelligence to believe that George was still alive. And after that, they changed their tactics. They picked me up one day in a car and told me I was to go to Berlin to give a reason for being there and say nothing else. You know, as I once told you, I discovered I wasn't very brave. I didn't follow their instructions. They said they would know and they would kill me. If I did follow them, I'd be safe. All they wanted was five months, just five months of silence. Then I would be free to go home, do anything, say anything. But they do kill. Paul, I could have refused to ask for protection, but I didn't. Because I've seen them, I have seen them reach out and kill. You don't think much of me now, do you? I don't judge people, Eileen. You see, a permanent encounter with death isn't all bad. 
It gives you a big capacity to love the world just the way you find it. Mrs. Anderson? No, Mrs. Anderson. He didn't bring us. He didn't know he was under surveillance. But you ought to thank God he led us to you. We have your statement on tape. You're right. They kill, but not when there's no payoff. We have the answer now. And killing you would gain them exactly nothing. They may have the inclination, but they haven't the budget for that kind of killing. However, we won't take any chances. You go with these gentlemen now. You'll be flown home tomorrow and kept under government protection for as long as it could possibly matter. years. Mm -hmm. 